Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Stable Mail. And Lucy Yeomans and, of course, Lloyd Kennerwell have got their superstar three-year-old. I am unstoppable ahead of the Dane Hill Stakes or going around in the Dane Hill Stakes over the 1,100 metres down the straight. And Lloyd Kennerwell joins us now here on Giddy Up Stable Mail. Good morning to you, Lloyd. How's Cranbourne this morning? Cranbourne's good, Gareth. It's uh, not warm, but it's not cold. It's just a just a nice morning down here. No, I haven't heard you long confirmed any horse yet for an Everest. I know this time last year, Giga Kick won the Dane Hill and he was snapped up by James Harron. Um, can your horse win? I'm, I'm not suggesting the Everest, but can your horse win on Saturday? Yeah, look, he's obviously a, a good colt, Gareth, and um, we're really happy with him all week and obviously all preparation, everything's gone to plan so far. So we're really happy and looking forward for Saturday. Do you think he's just a a better horse down the straight or are you just making sure that he he heads down the straight so he gets the best type of preparation ahead of a Coolmore? Just specifically planning the horse to run in the, the correct lead-up races to the Coolmore yeah. with one, one goal in mind. So uh, that's the way we've been all prepped with him and um, everything's gone obviously pretty much according to plan without winning frustratingly probably so far, but uh, he's been obviously very, very close and he's knocking on the door. It sounds like I'd love to see him down the straight over the 1,200 metres, which we'll see a little later on in the spring, of course. But you stay at the 1,100 metres. Do you think he's better better over a little bit more ground, maybe the 1,200 metres down the straight? Um, well, he's obviously had one run at 1,200 and one at Sandown and looked really good doing it. So I'm I'm not really perturbed by whether it's at 1,100 or 1,200. He's, um, he's ready to go. He's a, a good short course horse. He's got probably the best turn of foot, uh, one of the best one of the best turns of foot going around, and um, that sort of definitely holds him in great caliber for a straight race. Yeah, are you happy with the gate? Um, I would have liked to draw a little bit wider, yes. but it's what it is. It's not up to me anymore. It's up to Zach Spain now. <laughs> yeah, and good luck to Zach as well. He's riding in good form. Yeah, he is. He's obviously been attached to our stable for a long time. He was apprenticed to me, and um, we've got a very good relationship. And um, he's obviously got the keys to the car to, on Saturday. So hopefully get get the horse home. So um, we're really looking forward to it. And looking forward to seeing Wolfgang go around in the Meribadong, which is, of course, the first two-year-old race at a metro track in Victoria. This is the son of Exceed and Excel. Um, he was pretty cheap, only half a million dollars. Um, he races in the Aquas Colours. You happy with him? Yeah, obviously he's trialled up really well and we're happy with how he's progressed, obviously, since he's arrived from uh, the education work that he had with Aquas and he's a horse that we've got a lot of time for and he's obviously stands out a little bit. He's strong, he's precocious and he's trialled up really well and um, and hence the reason, obviously, James McDonald was very keen to try and get the ride on him. So, yeah, so J-Mac rides and you'd be confident that he'd be hard to beat there on Saturday? I think the horse will run well. We'll probably learn a lot. Like yeah. a lot of these two-year-olds haven't been off the bridle yet. Like he's had two trials. He, he won the first one at Cranbourne very comfortably and sort of under a hold. He ran third up the straight for a look up the straight at Flemington. We, we didn't ask him to do a hell of a lot. He trialled up really nice. Uh, it's the million-dollar question, isn't it, with yeah. what's there when they come off the bridle on Saturday because a lot of these two-year-olds will be uh, a bit like that. We're, we're sort of trying to get them there in one piece, um, which we have. And, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting race. I think everyone's got an opinion on it. So it's a, 
it's a good time of year. I, I get excited when I see the two-year-olds. Yeah, I, I love the two-year-olds as well. How are your two-year-olds? Is this 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 Wolfgang? Is he nice and early for your stable, of course? But have you got any others in your at home that you you can't wait to see later later on in the spring? Yeah, there are a few there. There's, uh, we've already trialled up a few, um, and you sort of get down to last man standing a little bit. You sort of you go through the motions with them, and, and then they tell you when they've had enough, and we just stop and put them away. He's one that obviously we haven't stopped with because he just kept coming on and he's heading in the right direction. So he was uh, probably intentionally be he, he always looked the, the horse would be the sharp early one, um, and and here he is at, at the first two year old meetings for the season for us in Victoria. We'll go and get them on Saturday, Lloyd. Could be a big day for the stable, the Kennewell and Yeoman stable that have hit the ground running since the combination kicked off at the start of this season. And, um, yeah, can't wait to see you cold, especially. I am unstoppable, mate. So we wish you the best of luck. Thanks, Gareth. Much appreciated. He's a star, Lloyd Kennewell. Ten minutes past eight. Let's take a break. Clinton McDonald will be joining us next. He's got Star Patrol. It was superb, wasn't he, first up in the Bobby Lewis at Flemington going around in the Gilgai Stakes. Over the 1,200 metres, we'll also have a chat to Graham Begg. He's got his Starman Magic Time heading up to Sydney. He's also got, say, Magic and Luna Flair competing there at Flemington in those good races, the Gill Guy and the Turnbull. And one of my favourite up-and-coming stays is First Immortal. Jeez, he won with a leg in the air when Huey gave him a peach at Caulfield last start. He steps up in class on Saturday in a Bart Cummings, but he looks to me anyway to be the most progressive stayer in that race. And then James Cummings to join us just after nine o'clock. This is Giddy Up's Stable Mail this Thursday morning. Great to be with you. We'll take a break and come back and have a chat to Clinton McDonald. It's too hot, too hot, too hot, lady. Gotta cool the singer. What a mess. Just getting up on this Thursday morning, 16 minutes past eight. Always great to catch up with Clinton McDonald because he's got his star sprinter, star patrol going around in the Gilgai Stakes, and wasn't he impressive in the Bobby Lewis? He never stopped running. And he's second up there on Saturday, and Clinton McDonald joins us now. Good morning to you, Clinton. Thanks for your time, mate. How is Star Patrol after that brilliant display first up, mate? Yeah, no, he's great, mate. He's had a a good couple of weeks. He had a nice piece of work here on Tuesday morning on his own and uh, worked over 1,000, working home the last 600, worked really well. So uh, we're going into the race confident that he's come on. Um, you know, obviously everyone saw his run the other day. It was, you know, sustained speed. Yes, he got a little bit tired late, but he was entitled to, wasn't he? Yeah, hundred percent. He went like he went like Gardner at the start of that swimming um, event that I saw him out the other day, and he went he went a lot further than Gardner did, of course. So Star Patrol. I'm talking about Michael Gardner here because you're a great mate, former St Kilda and West Coast ruckman. That's if you're going out in the bay these days. You see, you see um, a sight like it's like Kieran Perkins swimming there in the bay these days. But Star Patrol, he's two fifty with bet three six five. Um, so that that run when he ran time and you had three trials in preparation for that first up effort. Um, yeah. How much left in the tank second up? Do you think, as you said, he's improved? How much improvements after that first um, up effort? It's hard to really put a line on it, uh, but I can tell you, he looks a lot healthier in the coat. He looks fantastic um, in himself. Uh, he's been eating better since his first up run. Uh, he hasn't left a note and uh, just really happy with him. His mannerism, is, which is the most important thing with his horses, uh, you know, where it needs to be, he's bright, he's boisterous, um, you know, and he's up and about. So I think he'll run really well Saturday. Um, I think the barrier is an ideal barrier for him, barrier 11. He's got the speed down on the inside with snap up. Um, and the other horse that just escapes me at the moment. But uh, we'll be able to sort of just be able to cruise across. 
I think Benny won't be going as hard as what we did the other day. Um, you know, it was a bit of a funny run race that and sort of it, it, even Ben said I didn't realise how quick I was going. Um, you know, when you sort of saw those two horses, there, you, you, it was a bit hard for him to judge, and it was quite windy as well. So um, I think on Saturday it'll be a lot more controlled for the first uh, four or five hundred metres of the race, and, and then I think it'll be hopefully a lot stronger the second part. Yeah, and but when you were watching that race, you saw Ben and Dad are out the back and. Um, Daniel Stackhouse, he was just caught in no man's land in a way, and it wasn't his fault because Star Patrol was that far in front, and he just couldn't get a cart into the race. And sometimes, when you do push the button nice and early, it can be, it can be in your favour because it's impossible for those other horses that are out the back and um, can't get into it. Yeah, no, that's right, that's right. You know, I think all those horses that were out the back were just sort of out of their comfort zone, and, and they had to go probably a little bit earlier than what they would want to to sort of you know to get into the race. So. Um, you know, I think with our horse, I think if you go back to when Preble won on him down the straight, uh, I think it was second up. Yeah. Uh, when he ran that time, I think he ran 108.4. Um, you know, we sort of, if you're watching sections there, he was sort of rolling along at 11s early, where the other day I think he ran a 10.03, 10.32, yeah. um, you know, for the first part. So I think if Benny can get it right and be running 11, you know, 10.9, something like that, that's going to be allow our horse to have a really good kick late. And you just had a, a minor adjustment to his throat as well, I think, at the end of last preparation. And you just mentioned that after his victories, he seems to be full of confidence now. Do you think that an operation like that, and then he goes out and performs like he does, um, that we might see him go to a new level, which could seem really competitive, say, in a, in a champion sprint later on in the carnival? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, last time, if you have a look at his races, he actually wasn't wanting to jump into the bridle and get running, yeah. only because I think he, he knew it was hurting him. Um, and uh, this time in, in all his trials, uh, in, his, in his first up start this time in, he's actually sort of back to the old star patrol of wanting to jump and really start to sort of hike along. Um, even when he won the Adam Stakes at this race at Sandown, he sat off him, you know, and, and it just took him a while to get into gear. Uh, where this time around he seems to be up and about. and uh, You know, he, he's actually wanting to get out there and run. Like on Tuesday morning, uh, Benny said he dragged him the whole way around, where last time in, he was just off the bridle always, and uh, just something wasn't right, you know. And we knew that, and uh, we're just chasing our tail a bit. But this time in, we've had a faultless preparation, and we have not had one hiccup with the horse at all this time in. No, it's been some training performance then with Star Patrol. So the best of luck with him in the Gilguy Stakes. On a Friday night, can we get a winner? Both strong chances. Truffle Finder um, in race five over the 1,600 metres and Unlimited Magic, who's second up here over the 1,000 metres. Both nice horses, both nice progressive horses. Um, the concern is, and, and probably still a little bit uh, undecided whether we run, is the rail being out seven metres at Mooney Valley and, yeah. and the track just being a sort of leader's paradise. So... Just don't want to waste a run uh, going there and having that excuse of, oh, oh well, the track was leader. She couldn't make ground, you know, because uh, you don't get many runs with a horse. And, and that's the frustrating part about me. I love going there. It's a great track. Uh, but when it's like that, it, it's, you know, it's a waste of time, to be honest, uh, going there. You know, you can run a nice fourth or fifth, beating two lengths, but you have no chance of winning. So it's something we just need to have a look at. We've got a few other options for them. We've got Matoa on Saturday for Truffle Finder in one of those um, uh, Country Cup heats, uh, which he's eligible for. And then um, I've got uh, Unlimited Magic in at Bendigo on Sunday for okay. another heat of the sprint. So we'll just have a look at those two. All right, mate. We wish you the best of luck on Saturday. We appreciate your time as always. No worries. All the best, guys. Mate. Uh, Clint McDonald there. Let's have a chat now to Levi McDo 
Levi McDonald, Levi Kavanagh, who's got, as I said just before, one of the most exciting up-and-coming stays going around in the Bart Cummings. He's definitely, um, he's definitely the most progressive stay, I think, here in the Lexus Bart Cummings on Saturday. And Levi joins us now. Hello to you, Levi. Thanks for your time, mate. Good morning. How are you going? Good, thank you. This son of Churchill has been in sensational form. And I know that he was given a peach by Huey Bowman the other day at Caulfield, but he looked the winner a long way from home. He did, yeah. Look, he just he um, put him to bed with ease, didn't he? And, and just won by um, a great margin. It, it was um, excellent to watch. It's such exci- It's exciting to see an up-and-coming stay alike we're seeing with First Immortal. Has he exceeded your expectations, especially with how quickly he's been able to develop into the horse that he is today? Exactly, yeah. Look, he, you know, we raced him through the winter time, and he just developed and got better with each run. Um, and even as we stepped him out in distance, and um, just to see him come back this time in, he's bigger and stronger, and he's really been hitting the line strong, and he's been racing in, in better races against better company, and he's he's been doing the same thing as, as he was when he was racing against sort of three-year-old um, company as well. So it's just been excellent to see. So he's the first emergency. We cross our fingers that he'll going to start there on Saturday. He only needs the one emergency. I mean, the one horse to come out, of course. Um, it is an awkward... Um, second he is. Oh, second, second emergency. sorry. We've got Danny O'Brien with Carini's ahead of us. Oh, yes, so... I apologise. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. So you've got an awkward barrier if you do get a start, however. We do, yeah. So I think, look, I don't know. At this stage, I think it's a bit unlikely um, that we'll get a run. I mean, there's two horses that are a possibility. Um, we've got Annabelle Neesum's got Fancy Man accepted in Queensland as well as in Melbourne. So I'm not sure which way she's heading with that. Um, but if that doesn't come to Melbourne or doesn't stay in Melbourne, I'm not sure where it is. Um, it's a possibility of running somewhere else. Um, but that would get Danny in um, with with um, Karini. And still leaves us out. The other thing that um, is double, the other horse that's double nominated is Goldman, um, Gay Waterhouse, and Adrian Bott. They've got him in the Turnbull as well, and he's second emergency. So for both of those, we'd need both to come out to get a run, and and they'd need two scratchings in the Turnbull to um, possibly come out. So um, you know, look, it's it's possible. It could happen. Um, and you know, it's just great to see that we've got a um, chance and that the, with betting is $3.20 favourite or, yeah. or 380 with bet 365 and you got Carini who's a big chance as well who who's around that $5 quote as well with bet 365 so the two emergencies taking up a lot of the percentage there in the bar Cummings if you don't get a run what's your plans with him? Well, there's always the Herbert Power next week. I mean, yep. look, the Bart Cummings doesn't get us into the, the Caulfield Cup. No. Um, it, it just gives us a ticket to the to the Melbourne Cup, um, which you know would we'd be really happy to have anyway. The only thing it would do though is it would make us eligible. At this stage, we haven't haven't won stakes race, um, so we're not eligible for either Caulfield or Melbourne. Um, so if it did win, I mean, there's a possible possibility that we could get um, a a um, We'd, we'd be eligible and we could get a penalty, yeah. um, which would push us up and, and, and be possible as well. But uh, if we don't run this week, there's always the Herbert Power next week, which does give us a um, ballot-free entry into the Caulfield Cup if we were to go down that path. So, yeah, so you wouldn't be afraid um, to back him up in a week? I don't think so. Look, we'd have to take it a run at a time and just see how he got through the run. 
firstly, he'd have to win um, next week to yep. to have that um, possibility arise. Uh, but look, he's we he's a good, strong horse. He he bounces out of his box each time he has a run, and um, he never sort of pulls up a bit tight or anything like that. I mean, look, we're going to step up to some stakes races at the moment, which is obviously going to be much better quality and and tougher runs. So um, we haven't sort of come back from that and that's something we've got to look at but certainly so far through he's he's been pretty good to us so um i would have thought if if we don't get around this week we'd be happy to take part next week and um providing he does the right thing and comes through that we wouldn't be afraid to back him up yeah let's hope that there's a couple of scratchings i think on saturday not for the connection's sake that have to scratch but um those horses that are double nominated might head up to Queensland and, and Goldman gets a start in that Turnbull Stakes because I think he is the, the most exciting stayer in this state anyway in Victoria. And uh, I think it would be a terrific narrative if he could get a start in a Bart Cummings and then win that and then head towards the two cups. I think it would be great for those two um, Grand Slam races. As always, Levi, we appreciate your time and we wish you the best of luck with First Immortal. Yeah, thank you. Look, I hope you're right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, enjoy anything more than that myself. Yeah. So, um, look, we're just keeping our fingers crossed and seeing what transpires over the next few days. But um, certainly exciting to have a horse in the stable of that calibre um, and be sort of looking at and daring to dream at these races. Yeah, we do need Thanks to dream. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Levi. Levi Kavanagh then. So, first immortal, he's the favourite, but he's the second emergency for the Lexus Bar Cummings on Saturday. Let's take a break. We'll come back with Gary Portelli straight after the news. It's 8.28. to be with you um, and we're halfway through stable mail always great to catch up with Gary Portelli there in Sydney on this Thursday morning good morning to you guys thanks for your time mate well guys how are you I am very well how are the pigeons I always think about the pigeons when I talk to you <laughs> we've got a couple of big races on this weekend it's the, the last race of the year one from um, Warrnambool which yes. is 920 k's back to Sydney and uh Another one is from Port Welshpool, which is the, the, the biggest races. The Cox Plate of Racing Pigeons, the all-age derby. So you pick your best five. Yep. 620-something kilometres back to my place. And um, I'll be let go Friday morning about 7.15. And, and hopefully we get a bit of a southerly breeze. We'll help them home and maybe home just after lunch. Jeez, they go then. They don't muck around. They can 100 kilometres an hour quite easily. Yeah. Unbelievable. So what... So how, like, how do you train them? Do you have to, like... Uh, mate, they're, they're just not that difficult. They basically, when they're born, you put them into our loft and that's basically, that's their home forever. And somehow they build up this GPS system where they understand where home is, no matter where you take them. And they, you take them, say, five kilometres away, let them go, they fly home, 10 kilometres, until you get them out to about 50 kilometres and... By that stage, they're pretty fit, and then you send them to a race which starts off at about 100 kilometres, and there'll be about four or 5,000 pigeons get let go at once. And, um, yeah, so the fastest pigeon will be the, the... It's based on velocity. It's not on actually yeah. time they come home. Um, it's a little bit uh, technical, but, um, yeah, it's a good little sport. My dad and I have done it since I was a kid, and yeah. um, we're not the best at it, but we have a lot of fun trying. 
unbelievable. There you go. It's um, it's fascinating to see. Sometimes these animals, it does like they're amazing to do what they do when you think about it. Um, oh, they fly. And there's short distance pigeons. There's middle distance <laughs> pigeons. There's long distance pigeons. So hopefully, I've got some long distance yes. ones. <laughs> what about NCAT? Can he win the the Tap Craig there on Saturday? We all know that he's an exciting three year old, and um, he was so good there behind militarised the other day in the Golden Rose. Your thoughts about his chances as he as he heads to the 1,400 metres or stays at that trip once again? Yeah, look, you think there's going to be bad luck and beat him, really. Yeah. It's a big drop-back grade for him, and he's absolutely flying at home. I was really disappointed when he got a slot. I yeah. thought we might. Sounded good for a while there, but um, um, we missed out. But, um, you know, this is Ace's worth 287000 on the weekend. It's just a, it's just a listed race, so... Um, it'd be nice to pick up a few more dollars there and then I think three weeks time there's a mile race worth a million for three year olds so we might go that way it's been easy gelding we don't have to worry about um, you know group status and whatever but um, you can win a lot of money if you place them right yeah there's no doubt about that these days it's unbelievable the money and we're even thinking towards the back end of the, the three year old season there should be a championship race maybe on that new day at Caulfield where you can maybe over 1400 or 1600 metres um put on a, a slot race or something like that and bring these top-class three-year-olds together once again. But um, NCAP does look tough to beat over the 1,400 metres, so $1.95. How how close were you from a, an Everest slot? I, th- I see that I th- Shinzo, I think, has been confirmed now, and then we're just awaiting on you long. But um, it, it was it – was, it was fascinating to watch those last couple of days anyway with these slot holders trying to organise which horse or what, what's the best deal that, that that they could get for their slot. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's not as straightforward as what people think. Um, the other day, the slot holders have got a job to do. They're trying to make a profit out of what they've invested in and we've got a job to do as well to make sure we protect our clients and, and, and the horse more importantly. So, you know... Um, you know, the, the deal's so important, but, you know, you've still got to look at the fact that you don't want to go around for nothing either. You know, there's plenty mm-hmm. of other races worth a lot of money. And, you know, I know it says 700000 from 7th down, but most of the slot holders have uh, put 700 up front. So they're looking to get most of that back. So if you don't run the top six, there's not much for drink for the owners um, for going around. And, um, you know, that's, that's the tricky part. You just got to go around for the sake of it or do you want to... You know, particularly with NCAP, there's so much prize money for yeah. us going forward. But, you know, um, we sort of made the deal, that we, we put a deal forward that was, I thought, in the interest of both parties, but um, you know, with, the, with the view to knowing that there are a couple of nice races for this bloke where it'll be super well-placed and could earn a, a lot of money. And more importantly, put number ones next to his name. The other day, that's what we do it for. We love yeah. seeing them win. And did you think, so... If you didn't have that interest for the Everest, would you have gone to a Caulfield Guineas? Um, it was certainly on the the agenda, but I just want to make sure we can get a mile before I, you know, I give another seven furlong race just to give me the confidence. Like, um, he's by Catalyst. He's got a fairly speedy pedigree. And once you go that mile, if they're not ready for it, they can't do it. You know, you can cause some issues internally to them, strain their heart, do whatever, knock them around and just don't come back from it. You know, horses are like, I, I, I sort of align it with an elastic band. Once you've stretched it too far, they just don't seem to come back again, particularly when you're stepping them out the distances. They're not 
they're not probably capable of. So while there's 1,400 metres of racing around and 1,200 metre races around, I was happy to stick at least one more time to the 14. And, you know, if um, if he runs well on the weekend, then, as I said, there's a million-dollar race, the uh, um, calendar Presnell, I think it's yeah. called. It's a million-dollar three-year-old um, over a mile. So there's that option for us if I'm really happy the way he races on Saturday. Are you happy with Fireburn? She'll be third up in the Hill Stakes on Saturday. She's flying. Yeah, she'll run a huge race. If she can get away clean from the wider gate and get across and get some cover midfield or whatever, um, she will definitely be in the finish. Yeah, what a filly she's been or a mare these days. Um, yeah, she's yeah. been great to us and sound and happy and worked the place down Tuesday morning. She's really come on with a bit of seasoning and, and um, yeah, weirdly, you know, like I always thought she'd get further, but, you know, to win a golden slipper and then, you know, be favourite for at Oaks in Queensland, unfortunately, we missed out on that one. But to come back now, you know, just as a show, like, it's a $2 million race she's in on the weekend. Yeah. And she's going to be a huge chance of winning, you know, $1.1 million. The money's unbelievable once you get this level. Um, and uh, across all distances at the moment, particularly in Sydney. Um, so yeah. it's, it's just nice to have a horse good enough to be, to be you know, uh, nominating for them and um, and knowing that they're, they're actually good chances. So you tell me she's working better now. She didn't. She used to be a, a nightmare, didn't she? For you, like she, she was, was awful. Yeah, the two-year-old. Yeah, she just didn't want to. That's why didn't want to be there. She was just happy just to poke around. But now she she straightens up now to work and she takes the rider on. She she wants to accelerate and you now she's not too hard to ride, but she certainly shows more enthusiasm. And um, and you know when you ask her to quicken. You stop the watch and go, geez, I can't believe it ran that time. And it didn't look like she was going that fast. You know, her action's so good. And um, now last week, last start, I should say, <clears throat> over the mile, she, she actually ran 33.2 for the last 600. She, she settled a while back and it was sort of on pace dominated with Zark, et cetera. But just like the way she was picking up going through the line, I reckon 1900 will suit her down the ground on right. Saturday and hopefully. Doesn't dry out too much of this wind that's blowing today. Yeah, well, we wish you the best of luck, mate, and with the pigeons and the horses this weekend, go and get them. <laughs> be able to look at the. I'll be watching the the, the straight, the straight, and then also straighten up and look at the sky at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> what a day! What a life! <laughs> the football's over now, so we've got to go back to whatever else. Yeah, the pigeons and the horses. It doesn't get any better. <laughs> Thanks, Gaz. Thanks very much. Eight thirty nine. Let's take a break. Beyond Bacon next. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is Stable Mail this Thursday morning. Loving the music from Ollie this morning. And let's catch up with our great mate. He's a superstar, Bjorn Baker, and he joins us now. Bjorn, good morning to you. Morning, Gareth. How's Osmosis ahead of the Roman Consul Stakes, this superstar, unbeaten three-year-old? Yeah, he's very well. He galloped well on Tuesday. Um, it was a good one first up. And I'm looking forward to Saturday. It's, it's never an easy race. It's it's competitive again, and he's going to have to probably go to another level. But uh, we're very happy with him. He's got a great temperament, and uh, I know Rachel King's got a lot of confidence in him. Gee, did Henry put the foot down? He's in the um, Newgate colours on Saturday. Yeah, I think uh, well Newgate bought in 26%, okay. and... Uh, I think part of the deal was they swapped colours at the stakes, so Derby, Newgate, and next time, hopefully in the Coolmore Stakes, Derby colours will be on, and 
I'll have to think back. But uh, no, it's uh, it's good to have Newgate in. Uh, yep. Henry Field's got the Midas touch at the moment, so um, uh, definitely that's that's where we want to end up at some stage at Newgate, and I think he's got the credentials to get there. He's just got this high cruising speed, um, and first up, he never really looked like getting beat. How much improvement do you think that you can find with him heading towards the Roman Consul and then on towards the the big grand final, the Coolmore? Yeah, it's hard hard to sort of quantify. I think definitely he has got got some improvement coming up. Um, and it's not an easy race. He's going up to 1,200 metres. But, uh, no, we've been happy with him. His work on Tuesday is good. He's always got an amazing recovery. So whatever he does, it doesn't seem to tax him too much. And he's got a great attitude. So, yeah, I'm, I'm confident he'll run well. Then um, all going well, we'll head down to probably Flemington, give him a, a jump out down the straight, and then uh, to the Coolmore. I remember having a chat to Henry, and I said, I don't know how you, like, what's going on with your family ties? Like, how how can James Cummings beat you with cylinder over the slot um, for the Everest with James Harron racing? But in your eyes, is it, a, is it in a way... Um, the best possible way is it a blessing in disguise that he, he he doesn't go to the Everest and you can concentrate on a on a Coolmore with him. Oh, well, logic tells you he's only had the three starts. It was definitely throwing him in the deep end if he did did go to an Everest. Um, but yeah, it's sort of a uh, we're very happy with the Roman Consul and uh, it's still a Group Two race. He's a Zoo Star Colt, so it's very very important for his future. Yeah. What about outside of Osmosis, Diamond Dilla? She's in good form at the moment. She goes around the tenth race. Uh, Diamond Dealer is very well. It was a very good run last time, and um, she is uh, going nicely. So uh, I think the Nashville Willer on from a good gate should be able to put herself there, and and she should be very strong over the thirteen hundred. So I think she's a a good chance. It's a big field and competitive race. A few scratchings already. Maybe we'll get a few more that. We'll just open it up a touch more. Outside of those two horses, any chances, any horses that we should be having a, a bet on at a price? I think uh, Thunderlips is going well. Okay. He's drawn awkwardly on Saturday, so I'm not sure that will help him, but he's a uh, horse that's definitely going well. Fairway Star on Sunday can run a pretty good race. Spell Tip's going really well, but whether we run on Saturday, possibly the Canamble Cup on Sunday or even yeah. next Wednesday, he's a horse to watch. And... Uh, of course, Overpass going to the Everest. I think he's a forgotten horse. He's in great order. He tried really well during the week, and I think he's in there with a really good each way chance. We can't forget about him because the Ram boys keep ringing him and say, we're coming to Sydney, and I don't want to be forgetting forgetting about Overpass uh, before the Everest. Um, are you ready to like be on a three- or four-day bender if he wins the Everest? <laughs> oh, We'll see. It'll be uh, it's a fairly busy week next week. Yes. Um, anyway, so I'll be very low key, and uh, we've got the English ready to run sales at the the start of the week in the Everest Barrier draw. There's plenty of events leading up, so there's a there's a heap going on at the moment. It's not just about the Everest. We've got plenty of good races over the next few weeks in Melbourne and Sydney. So yeah, it's a busy time, that's for sure. Uh, not sure I'll be able to let the ear down as much as I'd like if. If he does go well, but uh, we'll see what happens. And just quickly, mate, a few text messages coming through. If infatuation, oh, I can never say the horse's name. Um, does it go to Caulfield for a thousand, uh, a thousand no, she, guineas day? Or 
No, she's just having a, a quick spell. She yeah. is back into the stable in a couple of weeks. She'll go to the back up for the Magic Millions three-year-old race. She didn't really fire at the start of spring as we hoped she would. Um, and some of the Magic Millions form has been a little bit patchy at this stage, but I think she'll be, hopefully we can get her up there. It's a, a $3 million race. It's going to be a tough race, but uh, actually some of the form around is not too bad either. And Brett Baker, who joins me on winners on a Saturday, says, um, what a go, is just get on in the big dance. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Brett, we've got to be a bit careful. I know a star might be the top stable billing in the, the big dance after yesterday. He went yes. super. Um, but what he goes was very good on Saturday. He's definitely better over a little bit further. So I think uh, we've got Zach Lloyd booked for the big one. I think he's a, a big chance, of course, um, Melbourne Cup Day, $3 million race. So we're very lucky to be running for fantastic money. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that. Appreciate your time as yeah. always. And uh, for Tally, give you any roast pigeon recipes? No, he, he's, he's actually, um, I didn't get a tip out of you. Have you like the, I'm fascinated by those pigeons. Um, how they yeah. can, how they can fly, and he's it's going to be unique. He's be he'll be watching NCAP and then um, watching his pigeons at the same time. It's um it's going to be a big day for Gaz in the stable this weekend. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. The only uh, fascination I've got with them is is uh, when I put them on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, <Yeah>. thanks, Gaz. <laughs> see you, mate. <laughs> thanks, Bill. We better take a break. We better take a break. Oh, I might buy one of those pigeons off Gaz and see if we can race them. It's nine minutes to nine o'clock. Uh, let's take a break. I'm giddy up. It's time for Stable Mail. As we continue on Stable Mail, and our final guest on Stable Mail is, of course, uh, the head trainer for Godolphin. I speak of James Cummings, and I wonder what James is up to on this beautiful Thursday morning. Hello to you, James. Hello, G. How are you going? I'm very well. I'm very well. Are you in Melbourne or Sydney? I'm in. Uh, I'm in Sydney at the moment. Yeah. And uh, and it's. It, I tell you what, it's so windy. It'd blow the milk out of your coffee. This yes, morning. I heard that. We're having a chat to Gary Portelli. He's a little bit nervous about his pigeons. Doesn't know what to do. Like they're they're meant to be in some strong competitions over the weekend and. Be difficult for those pigeons to fly long distances with that wind, and it'll be drying out Rose Hill, I would imagine, as well as we speak. What do you think that this? Uh, any? Can you give us an early track report, James, from your spies there at Rose Hill? Flemington should be perfect. Uh, I can report that. Yeah, I think I think you can work on a good track for Rose Hill this week. All right, then that's all we need to know. Let's start. Where do we start on Saturday? We'll go to Sydney first of all. Um, we might start with the Roman Consul. Now, Barber, where's he getting his hair cut? Is he going to Melbourne or Sydney this week? Uh, we've, we've, withdrawn him, we've withdrawn him from the Dane Hill. Yes. I think it's an excellent, it's an excellent race, the Dane Hill, but so is the Roman Consul. But Barber's a little bit better in at set weights, and, uh, and he's, he's, uh, he's, the, map's, the map's in his favour. I think he's going to run a good race in this Roman Consul this weekend. I love listening to Nash Wheeler with those Sky Racing interviews straight after the races, and um, he just said Barber was just the fourth trial for Barber. So, um, so has he trained on since that fourth trial there the other day? Yeah, he he uh, he's tra- look he's trained on well. In fact, I think he's trained on very well. Um, he he uh, look look. I say he's going to get Matt favours. He's got to get a little bit of luck. It could be a close shave in the mm. finish, but. 
that horse is ready to burst through a gap if one presents. And uh, and the way he's been galloping at home, I would suggest that he's a, he's a, he's a chance to add another Roman consul to Sheikh Mohammed's mantelpiece. Okay. And Sheikh Mohammed needs a little bit of money, I think, after watching. Like, I saw some social media footage of Sheikh Mohammed working the ground, walking the grounds there in the UK at the tat sales. He was spending up. I think he bought a, a half to Victoria Road. He'll be competing in a, in a Cox Plate for Coolmore. Um, I'd love to see him, the driver, picking Sheikh Mohammed up from the, the airport and, and taking him, take him to Warwick Farm for the English sale. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, we could do some damage there. Yes, we? yes. What about Balkans? We don't know his ceiling, do we? He's a three-year-old that's been winning an easier class, but geez, he's been doing it well, this son of Lonro. Well, it's it's interesting. I mean, this race is not this race is regularly not won by a horse like Balkans coming through, but he uh, he just might be the right horse at the right time on a on a strange year. But uh, he's going to run the six furlongs right out really solidly. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's got a beautiful pedigree. We've had to be patient with the horse. So I think he's a, I think he's a better horse than his limited record suggests or, um, um, at this, at this early juncture. And if a few of these horses are getting a little found out at, 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 at six furlongs, he's the type of horse to come along late, keep hitting the line mm-hmm. and keep running the elevating ratings, hitting the elevating ratings required to fight out a Roman consul. And if he was able to do that, well, the sky could be the limit for this good-looking this good looking rooster. So you treat him with respect, you say? I, I, look, I, I think I think there's, it's no surprise to see the horse has already been well-supported. Yep. I'm not scared of osmosis, the, the blue army there and the Roman consul, which is great to see. Um, good to see Razor's overcome the driver's jinx after he tipped him one day and he never got out under Christian Reith and then he heard, <laughs> then she heard Jay Mack Razor's. Um, but um, it was good to see this horse, which is um, by sidestep, would you believe, Razor's, um, do a good job in weaker class the other day. This is much tougher in the tap, Craig. But what's your expectations with him? Yeah, I, I, uh, funny, I've been... I've been telling all the staff to keep polishing the mirrors after everything uh, surrounding raises that happened in the last <laughs> last couple of starts before before last time, and you just reminded me what really went on there. Um, <laughs> the, the, curse, the curse of the driver. And I, let's be honest, he doesn't curse too many. He was on fire last week. Um, Pan alone into Penrith, um, and my text message line went off once again on Monday. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's true. No, that's true. Fair, no, fair enough. I, I, uh, I, I have to take that back. Look, the horse is the horse is an improver. He's um he's he's in great skin. He's 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 as fit as a fiddle. Uh, I see. NCAP was a late nom in the race. He'll be very hard to beat. Set weights and penalties. Uh, it's an inter- you know, it's a, this is an interesting race and a rich race. So it should mm. you know it shouldn't be it shouldn't be uh it shouldn't be any easy feat, but. Uh, Look, our horse is going well. I think he can. Uh, I think he can run a cheeky race, and uh, we might learn a little bit about him. At least he's got a, plenty of experience for a yes. solid test like this. I enjoy this setup from Jay Cummings. Like Paracel, brilliant first up, ran into a really nice one in Benedetta there the other day. Then you go back to the trials, and then she's back at the races. Uh, she goes around in that ninth race. Um, you happy with her? Oh, I'm delighted with Paracel. It's a, it's the right race for that mare. 
this setup is a little bit challenging. She's mm. going to need to do a little bit of work to to um, to get to get the the run in the race required to win. But uh, but that's okay. She's proved that she's uh, capable of still kicking off a, um, a, a a challenging run and being you know have, demonstrating enough speed early to and strength early to keep fighting on late. Uh, I think she's in good shape and she's got to be presenting as an excellent chance for us this weekend. And I've always got in the back of my head or in my black book, Tamerlane, because I remember having a chat to you about him and you said, yep, there's a good race in him, but you scratched him from the, the weekend. Where, where will he go next, James? No, 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 no. I, oh, he goes you, to Melbourne. You, you can't. Yeah, normally you're better than that. No, he goes to the Paris Lane Stakes. I apologise. I apologise. Delay. In fact, my assistant said, in fact, my assistant said, James, you've got the triple threat this weekend. And I said, what's that? <laughs> she said, you've got You've got Tamerlane yes. running in the Paris lane and we've booked Damien Lane. <laughs> I wanted to, do you know what? I was just trying to say, Jack, I shush, we might get a price. I don't know if I'll have to ask Jimmy about, I was only joking. But I'll get to Paris lane, that Paris lane stakes a little later on, D-Lane, because someone said that D-Lane might be the best hoop in the country riding at the moment. Um, Jay, he's riding beautifully. He's, he's, right, he's, he's just riding beautiful. beautifully. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Portray goes so, around uh, look, that I think, last, yes. I think, I, I think I look. I really think Tom Wayne's going to run a good race in yep. in, the, in in that event, and uh, you know it's um it's got the per, you know he's got the perfect setup to be to be doing his best. Fourteen hundred meters wideish gate, but hopefully the way that that track should be playing there at Flemington and Lane, such a beautiful rider from these type of gates, he can get that horse to bled in somewhere that um, second up he looks tough to beat. So Reggie's happy with him. Well, you know, you might find that Damien Lane takes him straight to the front. Yes, not mucking around. Um, dictate terms and away he goes. He's going well, that horse. So uh, well, we'll, uh, I'll be disappointed if he's not fighting it out there. All right, then. In race 10 there, at, um, we'll go back to Rose Hill. Portray second up. Your thoughts there? Uh, it's, it's a good race for Portray second up. I thought she was excellent, fresh up. She's got a... Um, you know she's going to have to overcome a strong pace and a wide draw for a, for the for a horse like her. But uh, but she's you know she's she's an interesting runner there, and uh, and she's she's also capable of uh, improving through the grades. Uh, you know got knocked off in a group race by Alencia last prep, and uh, it'll be great to see her running well enough in these races to graduate back into state level. And talking about um, talking about. That galloper there, Portray in the last. Um, Portray's half blue illusion goes around in this two-year-old Meribinong plate there, um, or trial Meribinong trial stakes on Saturday by one of my favourite sides in Blue Point these days, who's just on fire. What can you tell us about this early two-year-old? And this is, I think, this is the first of the two-year-olds at a metropolitan track we see from Cadolphin. Yes, we we really like this colt. He's uh... He's trained up beautifully for the Maribyrnong trial. We've liked to target this race in recent years. And there was a lot to like about the way he jumped out up the straight. And that was of no surprise. I've never seen Reg Fleming so nervous for a barrier trial as I saw him that morning. (laughs) He said he'd be shattered if he didn't trial well. And uh, anyway, the horse horse didn't disappoint him. And uh, he's, he's done nothing but go ahead since.
our producer, Jackson France, he's only a young fella, James, um, and he's just started breeding. He, he's bred a couple of horses with a group of mates. And, you know, he told his mates, I think I've, like, he had that crystal ball out. He said, I think I've found a stallion that I'll just jump out of the ground. If we go to him now, he's at Dali, then I think that we could be on to a winner. And, and he went to Blue Point. And, and when the foal was about to be um, born, he was terrible at work because he hadn't been sleeping for um, a good couple of weeks because he was just worried about this filly. Um, but there you go. Blue Point just keeps on winning or producing winners. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, a group one winner in France over the weekend to his name. Uh, so an excellent start in Europe, like an unbelievably good start in Europe. And, and now the challenge is for him to do it in Australia. But I was in the Charlie Appleby's office yes. track work one morning and, uh, and he was setting out some programs for his elite horses. And one thing he did say about Blue Point was that uh, when, when queried, is he going to pay up for the horse in the King stand or the Jubilee, he leant across to <laughs> his bloodstock manager and said, I might just pay up in both. And that's what he did. Yeah. The horse got up and won the King stand on the Tuesday. And he still got, and he still was able to, uh, he still was able to hit the line and win the Jubilee on the weekend. So if that isn't the hallmark of a proper sprinter. Yes. Schwarzier like. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what is. It's yeah. Schwarzier like, yeah. and uh, and if you know, it gives it gives me, that gives me a very very good indication that he's that he's he's the type of European sprinter to be a, a superb success at Stud in Australia. He still probably wouldn't make my buck stay just yet. I think a Stern still gets the vote, but um, he wouldn't be far <laughs> off Blue Point. He wouldn't be far off now. Um, Gee, Sardozzi, I haven't given up on her for the Oaks, Sardozzi. I thought she was okay there the other day at uh, Sandown, this filly bike Kingman, and she's on the quick backup here, James. I like that from Reggie. Did he talk you into that? Oh, I like it when Reg talks us into the quick backup. We, we don't do it often, <laughs> no. but when we do it, they they strike. Yes. So uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the thing about Sardozzi is um, she just didn't turn up at all in two runs back this prep. Uh, so we... Dropped her back in grade and sent her to that Sunday meeting in Melbourne, and uh, and despite the big weight, you know, I know we had Wiramu Pin claiming a few kilos off her back, but uh, but when she look, she'd done no work early, admittedly, but she travelled up probably looking like she was going two to two and a half lengths better than the winner at the time, and she was just completely shut out of a run. I mean, Wiramu can't jump them, no, and uh, and we and we were we were blocked away for a seven furlong barrier trial unfortunately uh there's the edward manifold sitting there mm -hmm. and i think it's a very i think it's a very open edward manifold this year some of those fillies have been in good races and they've been running they've been running well but uh it's a, i think she's a chance she's a beautifully bred filly and i just love the idea of getting her up over ground as long as she can settle well early and uh, and prove that she's going to be a capable horse over further she will be an interesting one to keep following. Yes, I um, will be following her closely there in the manifold. And um, the pun is out there, you know, just have a dollar each way, I think, for the Oaks. Because if she runs well, she'll be a lot shorter for the VRC Oaks after Saturday. Um, has the driver, has he done the form or has he been listening to Dominic? He would have known that Tamerlane would have been racing at Flemington and definitely Gareth going forward there. Um, probably on speed, 
Um, does he have any? Um, he's been in great form for us as well. Any mail from the the driver? Hey, Gareth. Hey, driver. <laughs> How's things? Well done last week, and my digital team out the back said, Gareth, make sure you get the driver on again. They they took the double there at um, Mornington. That that galloper for Jai McNeil was well supported, of course. Pan alone, and then the Penrith Panthers. Geez, you got out of trouble there. But you're just on fire at the moment when you can tip the Penrith Panthers who looked um, who looked finished basically in that second half. Yeah, well, a lot of a lot of the uh, there's a lot of egging there. There was a lot of text messages coming through yes. about you know gone drivers gone. You know? Yeah, <laughs> well, you see, I'm a, I'm a, just a bit upset with some comments earlier this morning there about Tamerlane and Paris Lane and. Damien Lane, I, I'd sent that info through to Paul Ambrosoli yes. for his quiz on Saturday. Yes. <laughs> I was hoping to win the twin pack of De Bortoli. Yes. How is Pe- how is the great Paul Ambrosoli? He'd be he'd be like this is his time of the year, the million dollar chase. He'd be itching to get back to Wentworth Park behind the binoculars. Well, he, he does a quiz every Saturday morning on the radio. Yeah. And uh, it's it's quite entertaining. Well, we've been. Tr- not as entertaining as winners on SEN track there, driver. Well, we've been trying to win the quiz for about three years. Yes. <laughs> so we thought if we set him up with one, we'd have the right answer before anyone else. Now, anyway, what do we like? We like Barbara. I think Barbara will yep. run very well on, on Saturday, Gareth. All right, then. I like that. And the Roman Consul, Barb, have you got any Bart Cummings quotes for us today? For us? Driver? Uh, Bart, years ago, he... We had something on a horse at Canterbury, and he said, you young bloke said, your money was ready before the horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a lesson we, we should. I'll jot that one down into my black book to tell my kids one day. Yep, that is a, that's, that's great advice from Bart. Hey, driver, before I let you go, sorry I didn't get back to your text, but you can put me down for a reference for that job coming up at Godolphin, so that's no problems, mate. <laughs> they, 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 I, I, couldn't, I didn't have time to get back to you, so I can do that for you. Thanks for that, James. Thank you, driver. Have, have a wonderful right, thank day. You. There's James Cummings and the driver. 9.28. Um, what are we doing now? We're going to take the news, don't we, Ollie? Let's take the news. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.